Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. I'm your host, Danielle, and welcome back to another episode of The Mom Files. All right, so we have Holly Molliner with us this evening on the Mom Files, host and creator of Ottawa Valley Boss Babes podcast, as well as the Babes Beyond the Brand series, launched respectively in November of 2020 and March of 2021. That's right. (laughs) I know, it's been super crazy. I can't even believe everything has happened in such a short amount of time. Now, when you started, um, and this just popped in my head, but when you started the initial podcast, was the baby on the brand also like just something that you had in your mind and you just wanted to figure out how to make that work? Or did it come from all of the engaging conversations that you were having? It's funny, Danielle. So when I first launched the OB Boss Babes podcast, so I'll, I'll first get into that story. Um, it's because it's so funny. So my sister and I were actually out walking with our babies and our girls. She uh, she has my niece, uh, Peyton, who is actually three months older than my daughter. And uh, so we were out walking our girls and my sister and I were just kind of just chatting. And, and she was like, so I have this really great idea of what I want to do because she, both of us were kind of at that point in our uh, maternity leaves. We were kind of like not getting bored per se, but we wanted to be doing something a little bit more. And she was like, I have this great idea where I want to start an account on Instagram called the Valley Vogue Mama. And basically what she does is that she wears fashion. She's super, super stylish. She, I, I can't even tell you, she's so fashionable and she's so put together. Do you follow her? Oh, that's awesome. Summer's obsessed because Summer is like a fashion icon in the making. She will, before school, she'll be like, mom, okay, you can, you can take me to school today. You look cute. And so she loves, she's like, oh, look at all the fashion. That's hilarious. Well, Erin is going to just get her tires pumped after she hears this. She's going to just, this is going to go to her head. She's going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm like an influencer. Anyways, so we were talking about that and I was like, oh my gosh, well, I have this idea too that I've been wanting to do and I want to start a podcast. And it's funny because I had actually been talking to girlfriends um, the previous year back when I was still working about starting a podcast. And I had actually pitched it to uh, a girlfriend of mine, Megan Evans, who actually used to be um, a radio host on Star 96 FM prior to it being pure country. And she's just, she was working in radio. She's got a great voice. And I had pitched it to her and say, Meg's like, why don't we do a podcast together? You know, we could be co-hosts and we'd call it like two peas in a pod or something. And she was all on board, but then it was always one of those things that we'd say in passing, like, Hey, the podcast, and it just never took off. And so I just kind of started thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is something I'd want to do. And then with the pandemic going on and all of our local businesses struggling, I was trying to think what is some way that we can bring awareness to businesses in our community and help out. Um, And I always really loved going in and chatting with owners. I remember like I've known Emma from Picket Fence in in Pembroke for years and same with Callie um, and the two of them own uh, Ottawa Valley Apparel together. So, I mean, when Callie opened up Cork and Curl, I was so excited. Um, I just 
and those are just two, for example, and I could go on and on about the people that I know, especially here in my hometown. Um, but I just really wanted to get to know more of these businesses because I would go in and chat with them and I wasn't just going in to buy or sometimes, you know, I'd be buying and I'd be like talking with the girls behind the counter. And I was just like, I really just want to ask them, you know, how they got into business and became entrepreneurs and how they're doing this whole thing with the pandemic and how, you know, they're pivoting and jumping online and selling stuff. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. And then with the baby on the brand series, it just kind of started where I was actually asking for sponsors and it came with Poco Loco, um, one of my very first guests that I had on the baby on the brand series. And um, the marketing manager actually said to me, she's like, have you ever considered having Jesse Lyons on your podcast? And I was like, well, no, because I'm only featuring um, women in the Ottawa Valley and I'm not really looking to expand because they're located in, in Gatineau and in Ottawa. And then I sat on it for a week and I was like, you know what, why not? Like, why not do maybe just a spinoff and having a one ep off episode? And that's what it was supposed to be. And then I got this idea and I called my girl, Holly Allard from HA Video Productions. And I was like, I have this idea what do you think? And she's like, oh my gosh, I love it. Let's blow it up. Let's make it a series. I can do some graphic stuff. And it just kind of went from there. And I started thinking, you know, just about smaller businesses throughout Canada. And then I thought, oh my gosh, well, I wonder if I could get like Jillian Harris. I wonder if I could get the bird's papaya. I wonder if I get, and I just kept going and people started saying, yeah, we'll be on the podcast. And I thought, oh my God, what? So yeah. it just kind of kept going like that. And so that's kind of the whole thing in a nutshell and a very long story. But yeah, that's, uh, that's how that dream came to light as well. Which is funny because when you had posted on Instagram that Jillian Harris was going to be a guest, I probably screamed loud enough for like my entire community to hear. And my husband was like, wow, you're, you're really into this. Like you have no way, like that is exciting. Cause she like it, that she's I I mean Canadian. It's Jillian royalty. Harris. Yeah. I know, I know. That's what I said too when I when I reached out to her and I got her assistant. And I, I literally thought to myself, I remember like screaming and doing like a little Instagram to my on my personal page, being like, guys, I just have to share this because who am I? Who am I? I'm just a small town girl in the Ottawa Valley. I don't have millions of followers. I don't have millions of downloads. Not to say I'm nobody, but I'm nobody. And so why would you say yes to me? So we have our interview scheduled in September and I've been preparing questions like nobody's business. Like I need to be prepped for our interview. <laughs> I actually just chatted with um, Haley Campbell from Beluga Baby. I had her on my podcast. She's actually going to be released this yeah right who doesn't and she was chatting about about Jillian and about how she like how Jillian took a chance on her whenever she first started and featured her in her favorite things blog and then same with um with Ashley Freeborn from Smash and Test same thing and when she was even talking about hanging out with Hillary Duff and it was just like oh my gosh like these people are big celebrities and she you kind of normalize it after a point because you're just like no they're yeah sure they're celebrities and they're influential people but they still take a chance on the little guys because they were that at some point too and that's why I think it's so wonderful to see all these women supporting one another and championing one another and, and helping out because I just see it in our community we see it worldwide and we just see it with more more women and I think it's just setting a great example it's really it's there's like a, there's a revolution happening right now it's a really it's an exciting time. I think it's also an exciting time to be a mom of a daughter 
because you know that what they're coming into is going to be such a different experience than even what we had growing up. Absolutely. And we have to be so careful nowadays, especially about body image. That's one thing I really have to catch myself with is, and I heard on, and I'm sure we're going to revert a lot back to Caitlin Bristow, because obviously Danielle and I are both huge, huge fans of KB and The Bachelorette. But one thing I remember listening to her on a podcast with uh, Aaron Trolber from Raw Beauty Talks. And she said, you know, when, when back in the day, when they would take pictures on their Polaroid cameras, that was it. That was your one picture. And you didn't scrutinize the picture. You maybe say, Oh, darn it. And that one picture, my eyes were closed. And that was it. You didn't, you didn't hear your mom picking herself apart being like, Oh, I look fat in that bikini or take another picture. Cause yeah. by that point you can't, the picture's already done. And so that's why I think we have to be so careful. And especially with us both being mom, girl moms, um, we really have to catch ourselves and be really careful. Yes. And I mean, we're at the cottage right now. So today was warm enough to go down to the beach yeah, I'm going to bathing suit on since last summer. And uh, I'm going to say second round of quarantine wasn't as good to me as the first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really being mindful of like, no, I'm in a bathing suit now. We're not making comments. We're going. It's to have fun with the kids. I don't, I'm not walking a runway right now. And even if I was, this body gave me two beautiful babies. So you're going to wear your bathing suit and you're not going to care. Exactly. a lot of it's a lot of like self mental talk to not be criti criticizing, but I don't mm -hmm. want it. And I mean, I'm sure you're the same. Like I don't ever want to hear my daughter say something negative about herself and then be able to reference that point when she heard mommy do it. Absolutely. Because that's where they first start. Right. And it's already happening so young with kids being at school and picking that up from their peers that the last thing you need to do is just reiterate that at home. Um, so as we mentioned, you do also have um, your sweet baby girl Tatum. So she just turned one in March. Um, you're also an executive assistant for a nonprofit agency. So like you've got a lot going on. You are, I would say, the definition of like a boss babe mom. You just, you, you do it all. And you do it all seemingly keeping it together, which is amazing. But let's talk a little bit about like where you came from. A little bit about your background and uh, how, like, have you always been a Valley girl? I have. I've, I've been born and raised in the Ottawa Valley and proud of it. I've, I've lived in Petawawa all my life and surprisingly not a military family but a CNL family so both my parents uh, worked at CNL all their lives until they retired and that was always their dream for me in particular because I was the oldest daughter and and so they always wanted me to carry on in that aspect to work at CNL and I have a really funny story because being bullheaded and I've always been called bull that's my dad's nickname for me bullheaded and he'd always be like oh I can feel the horns up there bull and but I've been bullheaded in the sense that I didn't want to follow down a path that was made for me so my parents were really like I said gung-ho with me working at CNL staying in the valley and just being the type of person I was and am I didn't want to have my life written out for me so at the time I wanted to go off to Ottawa and live with a boyfriend who was completely an asshole who I definitely shouldn't have gone gone with and moved to but so my parents actually said we'll get you an interview at CNL we're gonna buy you a car and you can stay at home for uh, a year after you're done college and live at home for rent free and I said uh-uh I'm going to Ottawa with this guy and 
well, they had the car. I got a call from CNL. And I mean, the rent free was just like a, an extra perk. And I said goodbye to all of it. And I went to Ottawa and I did my thing and I made a name for myself in the sense of starting out as a receptionist. And then I worked my up to administrative professional. And then I fell in love with my sister's best friend and we moved out West and we lived out in Alberta for, for three years. And then I got really homesick and I didn't have a ring at the time. There was no commitment. I said, goodbye, I'm coming home. See ya. And I came home and my husband ended up following me. And, and then we, he's now here and uh, we've got, yes, Tatum, our beautiful baby girl. And so life is good. We're just so happy to be back in the Valley. And I'm so happy I was able to convince him to come here and move with me. But, but that was one thing that I find being in the Valley is that so many people who come here, whether they've lived here all their life or they come here, um, from being posted or love brings them here or whatever the case, everyone eventually ends up falling in love with it. And if you leave, there's always that sense of missing it. And I feel like we take the Ottawa Valley for granted so, so much because there's so much to do here. I mean, we've got Algonquin Park in our backyard. There's the water just, you know, minutes away. Like there's so much to do. And I just feel like we, we take that for granted because I'll tell you one thing, when I was living out in Alberta, there is no water. There were no beaches. They don't even have milk bags out there, people. <laughs> it's a whole different world. So the, it, was your husband from the Ottawa area or was he from Alberta? No. So he's like you, Danielle. He's a, he's a small town country boy. Grew up with like a dairy farmer background and like with all of his family and stuff. And so he was living in Ottawa, going to school at Algonquin. Um, and like I'd mentioned, like him and my sister were BFFs. And it was actually when I was with my, my ex-boyfriend, um, I had gone to a party after we had broken up and I met him and, and, uh, yeah, I just, I always thought he was so cute. And I remember just being like, oh my gosh. And my, my sister being like, Holly, like Ryan's like the guy who's everybody's buddy, like he's their chum. And I was like, I know, but I think he's so cute. And yeah, it was just funny. Like he, and he was cool. Like he was too cool for Holly because let's just say, and for anybody who'd get this, I literally was Ashley. I, and Ryan was Jared from The Bachelor. That is our love story. Oh, that is a good love story. I don't think I was as emotional. I'd like to hope that I wasn't as emotional as Ashley I, but uh, after a couple of drinks, I would get pretty close. I, I, I'm a very emotionally, I don't want to say high strung because that makes it feel like sound bad, but I, I feel the emotions. Ashley I, I relate to on like a core level. Yes, I think we're we're all have a little bit of Ashley I inside yeah, of all of us. Exactly. Uh, so you host two podcasts featuring female entrepreneurs, which you mentioned before. Um, but what is this always something that you envisioned? Um, and then I mean we talked about this a little bit off air, but what sort of brought you to that? And to make yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think it basically was just about, like I kind of mentioned earlier, just being off on mat leave and um, not really finding my niche as a mom per se. And I don't want to say that in a bad way. I just, I would look at my sister and I'm going to keep relating to Erin, my sister so much here, because I just, I'd look at her and I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's so engaged with her daughter. She's doing so much with her. She's on the floor playing. She's clapping. She's dancing. No wonder she's in such good shape because she's always dancing and moving around and shaking. And I just would look at myself and be like, I, I can't be on the floor all day. I can't be playing all day. And 
I really missed work. And it actually got to the point where my boss ended up calling me because my, my mat leave replacement had quit. And she was like, it's six months in, I know you're six months still left in your mat leave, but would you consider coming back? And I really did. I really did consider it. And that's when I kind of thought, no, maybe I'm meant for something else. And that's when the idea of the podcast kind of started. And that was really something that kind of kept me busy. And is it something I've always envisioned doing? I wouldn't necessarily think I would always listen to podcasts. I'm a huge podcast guy. I love listening to them. But did I ever think that that's something I could do? No. Have I ever even envisioned even being in radio broadcasting or like nothing like that? Absolutely not. But as you can tell, and I'm sure all your listeners can tell, I love to gab. I love to chat. I love people. I'm such an extrovert. I could not wait to start doing this just so that I could have that interaction and, and be back with people again. So yeah, it, it's taken off exponentially than I ever thought it would. And I'm so glad that it has. And I'm excited to see my audience grow and more businesses becoming, um, like bringing more awareness to businesses in the area. And we're expanding now to Lanark County and um, and now even into Ottawa, which is exciting. So yeah, it's it's going really good. I'm really happy to see to see and take it off. I am so glad that you didn't go back to work early, and that and that you found this this path because I I truly think that it's something like you were meant to you were meant to do this. You you are a natural, um, and you have such great authentic conversation with people that each episode, even if I've never been to that business, which now I have like a list of businesses to check out. Um, I feel like, like I know that. So, and that's what I want. That's yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to have those conversations to, to not only bring the awareness, but to make it feel more like an organic conversation. And even with us, Danielle, we were saying earlier this evening that we were so surprised that we've never met before, especially living in the Ottawa Valley for so long. And I was saying to you, yeah, but it's because of COVID. But again, I'm surprised that we haven't crossed paths at some point. But it's honestly, I think just making people feel comfortable and having that conversation. And I love chatting with an introvert because I I almost like challenging myself to see if I can pull their personality out of them a little bit more. And, and I find that I, I've done that. And I, I pride myself in doing that because I'm like, good Holly, like you're able to get them open up. You're able to share. And if they were able to even share a personal experience or something, that's even better. And then usually I get the emails afterwards saying, Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I really didn't want to do this. I was really nervous and you made it feel so good and comfortable. And so I'm really glad that that's, that's what's happening. That I will say that is probably one of my favorite parts where I've had a guest who was just so unsure and then they, they email or text afterwards and they're like, you know, I went back and I listened and like, I don't know what magic you worked, but like, I felt so good about how that all sounded. And I'm like, that was just mm-hmm. you, like you're, you're that great. Be that confident. Yeah. It's the best feeling. Definitely. So what are five fun facts that most people would not know about you. Okay. Well, one of them is going to be the bachelorette, but I feel like that's uh, very easy to understand now. (laughs) Um, When I was actually living out West, I worked at a second job at a tanning studio. So that might not be something that people knew. I was huge on tanning and I miss it so, so much. Um, but I actually would fly home every three months and I kept my same doctor, dentist, hairdresser, accountant, tattoo artist. Like I never actually wandered from 
using my same go-tos. I would always come back in the Ottawa Valley. And so I worked a crap ton uh, while also working a full-time job and also going to school. Not that I'm like putting myself up on a bed and somebody like, I did this, this, this. But those planes aren't cheap. No, and especially coming from Alberta, Air Canada and WestJet, that's, those are your only options. That, yes. uh, no, it was not cheap at all. I'm going to um, need you to give me your tattoo artist. Oh, I will definitely give her a shout out right now. Liz Davis from Bombshells in downtown Pembroke. She is amazing. She's done all of my tattoos. Perfect. Just, just jotting that down. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I've met Caitlin Bristow, which was a huge highlight in my life. So that was, that was a huge thing. Um, and then obviously, like I had her BFF Cleo was, which was a dream come true. Such a good episode. Thank you. I know I was like fangirling the entire time. And I was like dying when she told me that she was like, oh, I remember you. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's like, get out of here. Um, You're very memorable. Yeah, that's what she said. So maybe, maybe I did something there. Um, obviously you guys know I have a 15th month old now, which is, uh, super exciting that she's growing up there. And, um, I've got two sisters, so I don't just have the Valley Vogue mama. I also have my youngest sister, Katie, who's a nurse. I'm sure you guys have seen her a couple times. Um, Katie actually has a condition called alopecia where she does not grow hair. And so she embraces the bald, she rocks it. She looks amazing. So I always want to make sure I give her extra shout outs. And last but not least, Danielle, I think I'm ready to announce that I'm actually pregnant with baby number two. Congratulations. I'm going to cry. We talked about this before. I am so excited for you. So excited for Tatum. This is such a fun, ah, such a fun time. Yeah, we're super excited. And I feel like I've been so lucky because I haven't had any pregnancy symptoms at all yet and I'm I'm almost 12 weeks so I feel I feel so lucky but with Tatum I never had any symptoms either and so I was like it was just a cakewalk the whole time and I remember people being like oh my gosh like don't you hate being pregnant I'm like no I really love it like I really don't feel different (laughs) I'm so jealous I know I almost hate telling people both both with Summer we were I was on my third hospital trip before I found out I was pregnant. Almost immediately after becoming pregnant, she was making me sick and I just started like randomly passing out. And I found out quite a bit into my pregnancy. One of my aunts was like, um, your grandma used to pass out when she was pregnant. That was like the, the tall tale sign that she was pregnant. She had like 13 children. Oh my and gosh. My Power to your grandma. My mom was one of the last, so it wasn't really something that she had ever known about. Um, so yeah, babies are do funny things to the body, but congratulations. Oh, Thank you. So yeah, we're so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you're going to find out whether, did you find out with Tatum if she was going to be a boy or a girl? We did. I definitely could not keep a secret. I literally, so I was pregnant before my wedding, which was planned. And I remember, I think I was seven weeks at my wedding and Ryan and I were like, we're not going to tell anybody. We're waiting till the 12 weeks. And once 
I think he had, well, once he had a couple too, too many drinks, he was like telling everybody. And once I heard him tell him, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to tell everybody too. And so we were just kind of going around telling everybody at our wedding. And then, so like, that was definitely not a secret. So by the time that the gentler, that the announcement came, everyone's like, yeah, Holly, we know you're pregnant. We've known for a while. And then, yeah, I just, I definitely couldn't wait to find out with Tatum because I think it's different for your first. We didn't know what to expect. We really want, I really wanted to get the clothes and the nursery yeah. all set up and have it like completely gender ready. But for this one, I, I don't know if this is going to be our last. I really want three. Ryan's okay for two. Um, so if this is going to be our last baby, then that's just, I want it at least to have one somewhat of a surprise. So I think yeah. that we're going to, we're going to wait. I, he think he doesn't think I'm going to hold out, but we're going to, I don't know. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to last. I, I am not um, a patient enough person for, for that. I, and I have even like, my sister was like, no, we're not going to find out. And I was like, so how do you feel about me calling the doctor? I won't say <laughs> <laughs> But like my core needs to know. Yeah. Did you actually do one of those like early gender tests, like where you can order online? No. And, um, my OB with, um, summer, we were going to Quebec city and it was at 19 weeks. And I was like, can we please do an ultrasound before I go? And I understand mm -hmm. it might not be accurate, but like, I really want to know so that I can buy something cutesy in Quebec for the baby. And he was like, absolutely not do not do it before 21 weeks because like you might as well not have even had it done it's so inaccurate and I was like oh well you're a baby professional I will trust everything <laughs> you say and then I'm like well the tv tells me I can order something and know by like the 11th week mm -hmm. what is this right I know we were tempted a couple times to do that but we ended up doing the uh oh god I think it's called C you see baby you see baby it's like you see yeah and then I think that like they've got it in Ottawa and then we ended up doing it near uh in Uxbridge where Ryan's from so um we ended up finding out I think it was 18 weeks but yeah like I mean it's not like it's that that early anyways because you're gonna find out at like the 20 21 week mark but you started this sort of project um or or journey for for bachelor fans here uh, during the pandemic with a little baby in tow. So let's talk about raising a baby during the pandemic and just the, the craziness that is involved with that. And then really it kind of takes everything you expect it. And, and then there's a reality because all of a sudden everything shut down. And so those baby groups and the, the dance classes and all of those things, you're not able to participate in. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't really complain too much Danielle with that even though I know I was one of those what was me at the starting of it because I was still able to have a baby shower I was still able to have all my friends there I was still able to have my husband in the room when we went to go to the ultrasounds my sister Katie also got to come with me to an ultrasound appointment um, it it wasn't until it wasn't until Tatum was born it wasn't until Tatum was born that that's when it really hit me because I really wanted my mom there. I really wanted my mom in the room with me. And the hardest thing was that um, Ryan went home to go let our dogs out and my parents showed up and I'll never forget. And this is why I'm tearing up. I'll never forget when my parents showed up outside of the hospital 
And uh, my mom had three balloons, three pink balloons with my dad and they were standing outside the hospital. And so they're like, they called and I call, I look outside and I look and they had three balloons and they're like, this one's for you. This one's for Ryan. This one's for Tatum. And then they like let the balloons go. And it was just, oh my God, I don't even know because I know that so many moms have had that experience and they've even had the experience to do, um, to deliver by themselves without having a supportive partner or their spouse or someone there. And so I cannot say anything. They've had to have masks on. They weren't able to have their McDonald's on like after they gave birth, which I feel like I was so fortunate to have that. Um, So I really can't complain. But the hardest thing I think was really being at home and not being able to share Tatum. But I have to look at uh, the silver linings in that because Ryan, myself and Tatum really got to be close and bond as a family I got we we grew so much together and Ryan got to bond I think even more so than he would have had the opportunity he would have had an opportunity to had he been at work full time so he actually got back from out west um and moved home permanently uh so I moved home in 2017 Ryan didn't move home until last year so we were still doing long distance he came he literally showed up at 39 weeks because I was gung-ho about working till I was 39 weeks I was like I'm not going I know Tatum's gonna be late I'm gonna be late for I'm always late for everything so and Ryan's like well if you're working till 39 weeks see at 39 weeks and I'm like (laughs) yeah literally and I was like okay so but I mean it worked out great because he was starting a new job um and so that job got actually pushed until June so we literally had March until June to spend together as a family and like I said we got to bond I got to sleep Yes. Mm-hmm. And he got to like, he got to see me breastfeeding and bonding and, and give me my bath time when I needed it and helped care for me because I know we're going to talk about the fourth trimester, which I'm dying to talk about and share, but I'm just so grateful for the pandemic in that regard, because we really got to have that time to bond and, and grow. And I think that Ryan and my relationship is so much stronger because of it. And that is something that is something I have found as well in, in our family. Um, both my husband and I were still working in the city when the pandemic hit. So, I mean, it was, I would be up at 6 a.m. getting summer stuff ready for school, quickly wake Lincoln up before I left or else I wouldn't see him. He would do morning drop off. I would pick up at the end of the day, but it would be almost 6.30 before we were home with the kids. And then it's quickly eat, get in bed, I'm pooped so I never see my Mm -hmm. husband because I'm going to bed at eight o'clock when the kids go to bed and you don't realize how much of a strain that's putting on everybody Mm -hmm. until you're forced Mm -hmm. to stop and then all of a sudden I was like we're forced to spend this time together it's just bonding reconnecting and battling a little bit of like guilt knowing that so many people were having such a hard time yes but I was finding it such a precious beautiful time Mm -hmm. so it's everyone experienced it a little bit differently and I know especially for us by the end by June I'll never forget Ryan and I were (laughs) Ryan and I were picking up dog poo in the backyard and we were just going at it with each other because it had been so much time spent together too and I remember just complaining and picking at him and he was doing the same thing and I remember being like 
I'm done with you. I don't know how we're going to continue living together and like go back out West kind of thing. And, but yeah. I know that so many well, people were experiencing that. adjustment too. If you hadn't been living mm-hmm. together full, like that's, that's all of a sudden a lot. You go from like very little of a person to a lot of a person. Exactly. I think that that was a struggle for everybody just because no one is meant to spend 24 hours with the same people. It's, it's, It'll put a strain on anyone's relationship. I have definitely looked at my husband when trying to watch a TV show and asked him if he needed to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Is breathing a necessity right now? Because like, I need to know what Olivia Benson is talking about and I can't hear both. So what is something about becoming a new parent that you really maybe hadn't been warned about or or didn't expect that you wish that you would had known was going to happen so I think Danielle like I'd mentioned before about the fourth trimester and I'm not talking about I I mean I'm talking about postpartum but I'm not talking about postpartum depression I'm talking about the recovery process after you have a baby because my experience was so uh I just felt it so difficult and long so I could not walk I couldn't, I mean, I, I couldn't move. I remember like Tatum being on me and trying to straighten my hair and, and do my makeup and stuff. I like, I couldn't work out and I was actively going to the gym lots before, um, before having, having Tatum. And so like, that was a real struggle. And I remember like seeing other moms on Instagram who were having babies out for walks a week after yeah. they had theirs. And I was like, how on earth are you able to walk? How are you going to Walmart? How are you? How are you back at the gym? Like, how are you doing all these things? Well, maybe not back at the gym because things were closed, but they were still able to do things. And I remember it just looking so seamless and effortlessly. And I thought I friggin' wish, but I was so sore and so just in so much pain and like maybe a little TMI, but the bleeding, I was not prepared for that either. Like, no, that was a lot absolutely and and I definitely going with the TMI I remember the nurses consistently telling me that like clots bigger than a tune or bigger than Mm -hmm. a quarter are dangerous and I'm like I don't know if I can visualize what a quarter is right now it constantly looks like a murder scene why does nobody tell you about this and when does it stop? Mm-hmm. I know. I, do you remember the Super Bowl commercial of the um, the one that was, it was happening right around March, April last year. I can't remember when the Super Bowl was, but it was like one of those Super Bowl commercials that were not supposed to be aired, but it was like on YouTube and it was the mom and she had, do you remember that? And she had like the diaper and Kay and then the baby's crying and she just, she puts her head in her hands and she's just exhausted because she's got her big diaper and she's got her granny panties on and now she's got to go and her boobs are full or are full. She's got to go get a trying baby. That was me. That was me after I had Tatum. And I remember watching that commercial being like, I can relate to this so hard. And I just wish that more moms were open and honest and talked about this because I just felt so alone. But again, I, I can't say that I was because at that time, again, so many of my girlfriends were having babies or had had babies recently. And even my new, my newer mom friends who had been moms for a while were reaching out, asking me how I was doing. I was messaging other moms at like two, 3 AM. 
we had like a good system going in. And again, this is back when everybody was really engaging and reaching out and talking to one another back before we were all virtually texted and, and zoomed out. Um, and that's, I think what really helped me too, was just those connections talking and, and sharing my experience along with other moms. Cause I finally felt like finally, like, it's so nice to be able to know that just because you're not sharing it on social media, doesn't mean it's not going on with you. Absolutely. So what are some of your, speaking of tips, what are some of your best tips, tricks, or resources that you found as a new parent? Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm the wrong person to be asking about this because I feel like I've got such a lax parenting style. My husband and I are pretty chill. We're, we're really go with the flow people. Um, and I don't really think that anybody ever really wants that unsolicited advice, right? Because you always want to kind of do things yourself and you want to learn as you go. And that's one thing I think that we really benefited from was, um, again, during the pandemic was not, not having like the mommy and me groups and not comparing yourself because I'm the worst for that. Right. Like, I mean, we all are, but I find that I'm so, I like, like I was saying earlier, I was looking at my sister judging and being like, Oh my gosh, like, why can't I be like the one that's the fun mom that's doing all the arts and crafts and playing and, and not that I'm not going to be that mom, right? I'm, I am, but I just don't think I'm going to have that level of engagement as much as my sister or, or other moms would. But um, I think it's really just doing whatever you think is best. It's, it's always like fed is best, right? Yeah. It's not whether it's breastfeeding or bottle feeding. It's whatever works for you. Um, and I think that that just is the best way to go about with your parenting style too. It's whatever you think is best. It's whatever is working for your child. Um, like naps, like my daughter had to transition to a one nap a day early because she is just not a sleeper. She's like her mom. She's go, go, go. She just wants to be up all the time. And so what was work? And again, I was comparing to Erin and her daughter being like, oh my gosh, like Peyton is napping all the time. She's always sleeping. She's got a routine. And Tatum was just the kind of person that's like, she's up for five, six hours and she can give her and then she'll go for a nap and she'll sleep maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half on a good day. And then she's up and good to go until seven o'clock at night. Like, so I think it's really just figuring out your child, figuring out what's best for you and your partner, or, um, or even if you're just doing it on your own, you just kind of work what's best for you. If you need to return to work early, if you need a little bit of extra time. Um, and then if you need to find a niche and a hobby, whatever that may be, do it. And there's always going to be that mom guilt, but at the end of the day, your self-care has to come first. You can't put yourself last. And what makes you happy is going to make your baby happy. And same with your spouse too. Like it, it all just comes down, you know, to whatever makes everyone work and, and thrive. And you have to, you have to feel confident that you're doing the best that you can at the end of the day. Absolutely. I think that is like spot on. Um, so often I think moms have this inherent guilt when they are trying putting themselves first and you can, you can't provide for people when you're running on empty mm -hmm. and it is taking, I mean, someone's almost six and I still struggle with that. Like, no, I need five minutes. And also a hot shower isn't me time or like that everybody needs to shower, like take actual dedicated time for yourself. Mm -hmm. 
And, and this is your outlet too, I'm guessing, eh, Danielle, with you doing your your podcast. Like this yeah. is something you thoroughly enjoy and are passionate about. And and you can tell the way as well that you're interacting with your guests. But you were giving me applause and stuff earlier. But you know what? You're doing the same thing, girl. And you're hustling and doing things. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so what what's next for you? What where do you see? I mean, personally, you guys, I know it's expecting so that's super exciting but where where do you see things going even with the podcast we've got some big plans Danielle and a lot of things that we were kicking off this year and I think if I didn't return to work then maybe more things would have been happening like one of the biggest things was our women's collective that we held in March that was super well received we not only did the podcast where we interviewed 10 women 12 women pardon me 10, 12, I can't even remember. And we also did the TV episode too on your TV. So that was, that was super busy. And, oh, I just have to praise the glory to my husband for letting me go and do my recordings. And he brought Tatum to the studio and I was just, and same with my mom, my mom babysat so, so much. And, and uh, it was just awesome. But so that happened. I'm doing a rebrand of OB Boss Babes and the Baby on the Brand. So I'm working with Sweeney Creations out in Renfrew. And so that's actually, yes. Oh, she's awesome. She is, she is super, super talented. So we're launching that in January, 2022. Um, and I also really wanted to host a retreat this year. So I really wanted to partner with Madawaska Canoe Center, Whitewater Brewery, um, and have a panel of women that could meet for some kind of day retreat where we'd bring in lunch and we would um, have some drinks and just enjoy the scenery and make it, you know, just a bunch of conversation um, on certain topics. And so I wanted to launch that uh, this summer, June specifically, but obviously with um, the extended lockdown orders and not knowing if that was going to be happening. And then I remember like pitching the idea to my mom and my mom was like, Holly, you're going back to work in a month. Like, I don't think you're going to have the time <laughs> to plan this. She's like, maybe next year. So that's, I think on our bucket list for next year, but I just think that I'm there. we just have her, you do it. I'm Yay. Fantastic. Yes. We'll definitely have to get you on it. Um, so yeah, I just, I just have so many ideas and I, I feel like I'm so lucky because I've had some great community partners who've been supportive right from the get-go. I have to give a shout out to, uh, Melissa Marquardt, um, from Ottawa Valley Tourist Association, uh, Colleen Sadler from Enterprise Renfrew County, uh, Jackie Stott. She's believed in me right from the starting. She works for the County of Renfrew. Um, my FM, Melissa LaPointe uh, from my FM, they've, given me the studio to record and get branding photos. They've been fantastic. Um, Trevor Riley from, from your TV. He was the one that came up with the idea for the TV show. I've just, I've had so many people in my corner who have believed in me from the start. Rebecca Hope from Hopewell Media. Sorry, I almost forgot about you too. Um, so many people who've championed me and believed in the podcast and said, whatever you need, whatever you want to do, we will make it happen. We will back you up. We will sponsor you. We will showcase and share and get your name out there. And so I just feel so, so fortunate that I've had so many women and men who believed in the podcast and love what it stands for and have showcased it. And I think that's why um, it's because of collaboration and community 
and Ottawa Valley folk who really just work together to bring awareness to local businesses. Because I always want to reiterate, this podcast isn't about me. Um, yes, I'm the person behind the microphone. I'm the person that's interviewing these people, but it's really the businesses that are the heart and soul of our community. It's the reason why our community is thriving and so successful. It's the reason why people want to live here is because of everything that our local businesses contribute. And those are the real MVPs. I'm just giving them a platform to do it. Which I love. And I think, I think across the board, across the country, I mean, we see lots of small businesses. We know that they exist. I think what is so special and beautiful about Ottawa Valley is it truly is the heart and soul throughout every region of the Valley. Like each individual town is made up almost solely of these small businesses of these community pillars and you giving them that voice and that recognition and that opportunity to share their story and share how they got there is just so beautiful and I think um I think the support that the community has given you is really just a credit to to you and your skill set and and then obviously um entrepreneurs are this special breed of human being where they are just it is 100 community over competition and they all just want to be there for one another exactly absolutely you hit the nail on the head right there because yeah at the end of the day everybody just wants to see other people succeed we're not in competition with one another i don't see that here i'm i'm sure it exists but i have yet to see it i've yet to witness that because like I've said, everyone is so supportive and I even love getting messages after an, uh, a podcast guest comes on and, and they'll, they'll message me and say, my inbox was flooded with DMs today of, of someone saying that they enjoyed or um, Amber from Sweeney Curations. I have to give her another shout out here because she had said that a woman, I think an arm prior reached out to her and said, I heard your podcast. And that just gave me the push to go into graphic design too, that I've been contemplating for so long. And I'm like, Wow. How cool is that? How great is that, that your story inspired somebody else to make that next step? Which I think is everybody's hope is that you, you can inspire or, or give like one, even if it's just one person that you reach or connect to, that's one Mm -hmm. person who is hopefully now feels confident in the path that they're, that they're going to embark on. Are you somebody who loves accessorizing with original pieces? I cannot recommend Pretty by Paige enough. Her beautiful clay earring designs with quality backings have left my sensitive ears feeling stylish and fancy. She even has a mini collection if you're looking for your littles. Use code DANIELLE10 to save 10% off your order. So do you want to play a little game? Damn right I do. Okay, excellent. (laughs) So I wrote up a special um, mom edition of Open Up um, a little bit because I forgot my cards at home, but also because I thought mom edition would be fun. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So what was either this pregnancy or even with Tatum weirdest pregnancy craving? I didn't have a craving per se, but I will tell you um, a food aversion that I had. I loved um, jerk chicken 
Like I loved, loved, loved jerk chicken. I don't know why. And I would literally drive to Ottawa because um, independent would, would run out of it and didn't have it all the time. And so I would literally drive to Ottawa and stock up. And the last time I went and stocked up, I came home and I went to make it and I almost puked and I have not been able to eat jerk, jerk chicken since I can't touch it. Even now that's, that's funny. So when I was pregnant with summer, I couldn't eat meat period. I was like, I am going to birth a vegan baby. And (laughs) my dad was like, sweetie, you're going to have to tell that kid you, you raised on a farm. You eat good farm. Yeah. That's right. I was like, I don't know, daddy. And then with Lincoln, he was a little bit of a surprise and it was my husband's birthday. And I was throwing him a wine party house fully loaded. Summer was staying somewhere else for the night. We get pizza. I open up the box and I gag. And I was like, I'm not going to drink tonight because the only time I have not liked pizza yeah. was when I was pregnant. And then the next week found out that I was pregnant. So did you not eat pizza for your entire pregnancy then? No, when I was pregnant with both. Summer, with both both kids I could not eat like meat at all oh my gosh and it would be terrible because I would like in my soul want pizza like we would walk by like little Caesars and I would tell my husband like order a pizza he's like you're not gonna eat it and I'm like no it smells Mm -hmm. really good I think today I'm gonna be able to eat it yeah get it home couldn't couldn't like no it would be on the plate and now you can like here you go really isn't that fun I can eat pizza yeah yeah it's so funny how our bodies work like that. It's it's so yeah. interesting. Yes, but I was I, I appreciated the little trigger of uh, <laughs> <laughs> the little Linky was like, "I'm here, yo. Don't hold off on the wine, mom." That's right. That's right. Subconsciously telling you. Yeah. What is your your favorite um, like baby item that you have found was like the most useful? Oh my gosh, the Beluga baby carrier. Um, or the beluga baby wrap, I should say that was a lifesaver because the other ones I found, and I'm not, I'm not sponsored by beluga baby or anything like that. I just want to reiterate that honest to God, it was just such a game changer because you could wrap it around so tight. I I could actually do things versus getting like, I had the ergo baby carrier and I had to like use all the contraptions and I couldn't hook them in. And I remember being at Walmart being like, oh, and then like that poor mom in the parking lot trying to put her, put her contraption of a carrier on together. And so the wrap was like just such a game changer and the, uh, LV, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's the, um, cordless electro electric breast pump. That would have been I know. Amazing. I know. I bought it. So the reason I bought it, shout out. I'm doing so many shout outs. Shout out to Katie Tolis Flabby, who used to work at paperback events in downtown Pembroke. I saw that she posted about it back when she had her daughter Sawyer and she was working and she was pumping. And I remember going in there one day and I was like, Katie, I have to talk to you about your pump. And you can only get in the States. And she's like, yeah, I had like a friend who like brought it from the border over. It is the most expensive thing I've ever purchased in my life it was $400 US so so expensive and I got the double one but prior to the pandemic I thought I'd be going for lunch I thought I'd be on the boat I thought all these things that I'm like oh I can just like pump and go but it was still nice because I could still breastfeed pump on the other one with my let down and be on my phone at the same time while in bed so it still ended up 
Yeah. And, and it ended up working around the house because I was able to like do dishes and vacuum and I didn't have to worry about stopping my life to, uh, to pump. With summer, I did not have like a super great pump and nursing with her was very difficult. Um, with Lincoln, that was something I was like, I want to buy a pump. Um, I was very passionate about exclusively breastfeeding him if I could. And having a good pump is 100% a game changer. Having one oh, that would be so worth free would have probably blown my mind. I don't know how our parents and grandparents did it by expressing naturally. No, thank you. I have no idea. That they must have all had mastitis. Yeah, they must have all had mastitis like countless times. I feel like this is why that. my grandma always had like she always had cabbage around the house. Yeah, and I'm like she would 100 pick that up while she was pregnant one of her like dozen baker dozens times, and then just like could never leave cabbage out of the house. Yeah, yeah. So what is one of the grossest things to have happened since becoming a parent? Because, like, babies are ooey. They're cute. Mm. They're gross. I'm trying to think. Oh, I think the biggest moment was just that poop in the bathtub. And I don't mean, like, a little turd. I mean, like, a an explosion in the bathtub. Yeah. Like, I could, I could clean a dirty diaper any day. I can clean up spit, like, spit up and stuff. And, and Tatum had really bad reflux. But the diarrhea in the bathtub, I'm sorry, listeners. TMI, I'm sorry for painting that vision, but that was too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, and so next week we're having a new bathtub installed, actually. Yeah, I'm like, called my husband. Okay, Ryan, you're coming up here, right? You're cleaning yeah. the bathtub after this. <laughs> you're, you're, you're on this job now. What is the most interesting way that you have made a mom friend? Mm, my most interesting way. That's a good question. Um, I think it's really just chat, like, honestly, especially with, with COVID and, and doing all interviews and, and having conversations over zoom. I think it's just really been connecting with other moms, um, through my guests. And like, even like with you, Danielle, it's been so nice to actually talk mom stuff. Um, cause I feel like I just, I try to minimize that to a point while I'm at work. Cause I feel like, you know, you can only show people your pictures of your kids so many times before they just don't want to see them anymore. And, and especially like people either who aren't moms or, or who are trying and you don't really want to like have that yeah. conversation to you want to be so delicate and careful. So it's always really nice when you get to chat with someone who's around that same, that same area or who's kind of been there, done yet, done that, but yet they're still like that, like the kids aren't too, too old. So I always appreciate that. But yeah, I just, I always love chatting. I always love connecting with moms. And I think that I learn something new every time. And I love the stories. I love hearing, like, tell me all the things about what your kids are doing. Send me the snaps. I'm here for it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and then this is the last question, but what is the best part of motherhood? best part is <clears throat> I was gonna voice is gonna crack there I was like ah, get emotional um the best part I think is just knowing that I was able to have my daughter I don't take that for granted ever I feel so fortunate that God allowed me to be able to to have a baby and and now has blessed our family with another one um 
I think that's the best, the best part of, of being a mom is being able to be a mom. That That's, that's it in a nutshell. I, I love it. I love every moment. And I, I look at girlfriends and other people who long for that. And so when I'm up at 2am, if my day is starting at 6am for a whole week straight and Tatum only had one nap in the day and I'm exhausted. I have to remember these moments are not going to last. There are some moms who would kill, kill yeah. to do this. Or sorry, I shouldn't say moms, moms, like women that are wanting to be moms who would do any opportunity to have that moment. So I really try to take a step back during those moments. And as much as I wish I could go back in time and have that, you know, that time to myself and be selfish and sleep in until 10 o'clock on a Saturday and, and have that life where I didn't have to scramble to get my bed out the door because I didn't have time to make a smoothie because I was getting Tatum's diaper bag ready. I can't, I can't hold that against myself. I can't hold that against Tatum. And I just know that I can't take that for granted by any means. That's the best part. I saw, um, a beautiful switch or like switch of mind frame. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because there are so many women who long for that moment. And I mean, there are lots of times when it's three in the morning and the last thing I want to be doing is watching an episode of bubble guppies, but I get to be holding my baby boy in my arms and that's what he wants to do. And hopefully the next night he's going to sleep better. That's right. That's right. I know. As yeah, as much as you can't get Coco Melon and Lingo Kids and all the other songs out of your head. Yeah. I know. I wish I could be listening to other music at some points. I know. You but you can't take it for granted because there's just so many women who would die to be in your situation and be yeah. in your shoes. I know. Absolutely. This was so much fun. Danielle, I loved this. This was by far my favorite podcast episode because I think I finally like I was saying to you earlier who doesn't love chatting about themselves and talking and I I hope I didn't keep you for too too long here because I'm just looking at the time I'm like oh my gosh I've been keeping you for so long but it's been so much fun chatting and I'm so glad we finally connected and I want to thank you too for even thinking of me to be featured on your podcast like what an honor so thank you you are so welcome um honestly just like talking to one of my girlfriends all night best best night ever I know where can people find you yeah so you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram I mostly I always tend to forget about Facebook. Facebook usually comes the second. So um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at ov.bossbabes. And then I'm on Facebook at ov.bossbabespodcast. I'm like literally just looking to make sure. Yeah, ov.bossbabespodcast on Facebook. <clears throat> you can find the podcast on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts all over. I'm there. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can find me. And unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, I'm booked up with guests for the rest of the year. I've had so many inquiries. I'm actually even thinking to start a new guest list for 2022. Um, we're, we're almost at 7k downloads. We're going to have a huge virtual celebration. I think, um, pop a non-alcoholic champagne <laughs> when we reach the 10k mark which is going to be so exciting and yeah I just hope that you guys continue following along and I hope that you gain some more listeners too Danielle because you bet your butt that I'm going to be sharing your oh. podcast across my social media platforms too you are so sweet thank you so much mm -hmm.
That's this week's episode of The Mom Files. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Show us some love by subscribing to our podcast and follow along on Instagram at danielle.delaney613 or visit the blog at littlesummerbee.com. Thanks for listening.